Good morning to you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So good afternoon, as I've always said, or maybe it's uh, evening there. Um, whichever one it is, I'd like you to put good in front of it. <laughs> My name is Gabriel Adebayo. I am the senior pastor of uh, House of Grace Christian Center located at 231 Rockaway Avenue. I want to speak to you in continuation of the process of life. Life is a process. And if you listen to my former podcast, you will understand that uh, all I've been trying to say to you is that um, you don't attain a greater height overnight. You don't. No one becomes successful overnight. And indirectly, no one becomes poor overnight. There's been steps that's been taken that makes one to become what he becomes. However, um, I want to go back into that book of Genesis as I was sharing with you the three stages that every human will go through in life. Um, this is where I say that life is a metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah, I borrowed that word from from how from what butterfly become when butterfly becomes butterfly. Uh, butterfly had to go through what we of course call metamorphosis, and that's the that's the only way that I that's the only simple way that I can that I think I can get you to understand to understand uh, what uh, what I want to share with you so so in this area ladies and gentlemen I want you to understand that the word metamorphosis even though it's somehow science science sound scientific but at the same time uh, I want you to know that it is also applicable in our life because this is a process of transformation from an immature form to an adult form in two or more distinct stages. One of the things that I find very interesting there is the persistence of the level fail during metamorphosis. So we can also say this, that this is a change of the form of nature of a thing, a person into into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means. So when I use the word metamorphosis, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be a scientist or, or being scientific in this. I'm just trying to say to you that that's what life is all about. Life is all about changes and progress. If there is no change, there is no progress. You better believe that. Of course, change is very painful, yet it's very inevitable. I've never seen anyone who refused to change and grow. When you refuse to change, you don't grow. There had to be a time that you have to sit down and analyze yourself and say, where am I? What am I doing with myself? And so this is what gave birth to what I want to share with you this morning. So in these metamorphoses of what we go through before we become what we become, remember I shared with you, <clears throat> excuse me, remember I shared with you in the former conversation um, that first of all, you're going to be without form. You're going to be formless. 
and I share with you how your environment, your parents, and everyone around you um, contributed to your formation. And then after that, you become void. Void is when you are looking for something to do uh, to fill your empty space within you. And then I spoke to you about darkness. There's always a time in our life that we feel like that. We walk in darkness. But what I want to share with you now is the Spirit of God which moves upon the face of the waters. Hmm. I don't know how anyone can survive without the Spirit of God. <clears throat> knowing for excuse me, knowing for the way that this is what has really made us to be what we are. The Spirit of God is used so many times in the Old Testament and even in the old in the in even in the New Testament. But sim- simply what I will say the Spirit of God is is power. Power. And even though sometimes in the Old Testament it can be referred to as as God's breath, like Job described uh, in the book of Job chapter 33 verse 4. But nevertheless, what I want you to see, um, God's Spirit is a very powerful tool that has affected man's soul from the beginning of the creation. Yes. Because when you look at the way the Spirit of God works, you will understand that it is important for every one of us to have that. Because the Spirit of God is what formed us. It is what makes us to become what we become. It is the third member of Trinity in the Kingdom of God. <clears throat> and is usually the one that is sent forth to complete the work hmm, that has been started by God. So, and every one of us, everyone has that Spirit of God in us. You better believe that. Everyone. There is no one that is without the Spirit of God. You may call it your conscience. You may call it your intuition. You may call it that something tells me. But there is no one that doesn't have that presence of God in them because the Spirit of God also simply means the presence of God. It, it, is, it is an extraordinary power that only God gave back in the book of uh, I believe Judges chapter 14. I don't know if it's 6 or 9 but it should be 9. When you get there you will understand what that means. It also gives us courage. So, so without the Spirit of God in our life, we cannot do anything. We cannot. Remember the Bible says, without you, I can do nothing. None of us can become anything without God. First of all, God created all us. God, God created us to be in this world. And, he, and, and he breathed, His breath to us is what makes us to become who we are. So if there is anyone that is going to think that he can... Uh, be without this power or this power, the presence of God in them are making a very terrible mistake because without this, without this presence of God or the power of God or the Spirit of God, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot have a life-given or what I would rather call creative power. The concept that the breath of life comes from God, it may seem very um, antiquated, 
rather old. Like the book of Genesis chapter 2 that I'm sharing with you now says in verse 7. However, it is only in relatively late exist that one finds God's spirit as the cause of man's normal life and activity. Without the spirit of God in our, in our life, we cannot be normal. Neither can we perform any activities in a very normal way. Please believe that. Regardless of what anyone thinks of or what anyone says, it is clear that without the Spirit of God, without the Spirit of God, we cannot have a normal activity. No, we cannot. Even though there are some people out there who don't believe in this power of the power of the Holy Spirit, who tells you all kinds of things. I, I don't really listen to people like that, actually. But let me tell you this. This is very early. This is 5.26 a.m., um, November 21, November 21st, <laughs> 2022. And I hope you will get this very straight into your mind. Without the Spirit of God, ladies and gentlemen, without the Spirit of God, we cannot have a normal life. We cannot have any activities. I mean, I didn't say that, but I, I say that based on what the Bible tells me. If you will, uh, go with me to the book of um, Job. I mean, it's worth getting there. If you can get there, maybe you will, your ignorance will uh, probably be lifted up, like mine was lifted up. In the book of Job chapter 27, what is interesting is what Job said in verse 3. He says, All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostril. Okay, so if that is the case, then why would you think in your mind that um, the Spirit of God is not the cause of our normal life and activity? When also, let me take it further, in chapter 33 of that same book of Job, Chapter 33 of that same book of Job. And if we will look down straight to verse 4. Straight to verse 4 of that it says, The Spirit of God had made me, and the breath of the Almighty had given me life. So when you, when the Bible says here the Spirit of God, so which means if your life is without form, if your life is void and darkness is all over, the only thing that is needed, the only antidote, the only remedy, is to ask for the Spirit of God. Mm. Not to ask for it because you don't have it, but to ask for it to activate that which you have within you. Do you have it? Uh, oh, of course you do have it. Why, why am I even asking that question? <laughs> of course you have it. But then again, let me take you back to Psalms, I mean, the book of uh, Gospel, I mean, the book of Job 35. I wrote this down and I can't even read it myself. When you get older, this this thing called vision is glory. Okay, in this book of uh, Job 35, verse 14 and 15 says to us here, Although thou say thou shalt not see him, yet judgment is before him, therefore trust thou in him. But now, because it is not so, my God. But now, because it is not so, he had visited in his anger, yet he knoweth it not in great extremity. If you think God is not in control of your life, you will be lying to yourself. God's Spirit, as a creative force, is more commonly found 
in every step of our life. And sometimes it can be synonymously used as wind, like the book of uh, um, Exodus 15 verse 8 says that. So what am I, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that the Bible tells us here in that book of Genesis chapter 1, when the earth was without form and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Now, if you look at the next verse, verse 3, and God said, let there be light. So without that Spirit of God moving upon the face of the water, God cannot command anything. Do you know that? Did you notice that? Notice that without verse 2, there is no action in verse 3. So which means we need that presence of God in us to connect us to God so God can in return relate to us. What are you doing with your life without the presence of God in your life? You know, the Bible says that, um, um, the Bible tells us that knowing God is the beginning of a good relationship. Hmm. My God. So when you have the Spirit of God, it becomes the umbilical cord that connects you with God. So you don't need to go to God through anybody. You can get an advice from someone that is older than you that knows more about God than you. But that don't mean that they have access to God and you don't. I don't believe that. I used to believe that. But now I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe I can talk to God through somebody. I, I will have to talk to God directly because God is there for us. So this Spirit of God, unfortunately, this topic by itself, this Spirit of God by itself will take us weeks. But based on time, I'm just telling you that we all need these to activate our life, to get into our life, to get started in our life. Because without this Spirit of God, there is no declaration of anything. We cannot do anything. The Bible tells us that without Him, we cannot do anything. What can you do without God anyway? I, I feel sorry for those who call themselves atheists. And I believe it's not because they don't believe there is God. They believe there is God. Something just turned them away, which I believe someday they will realize that. I hope it's not too late. So in essence, what I'm trying to tell you is this. This chapter two, I mean, chapter one of the book of Genesis tells us everything that is wrong with mankind or the world. And then it says the Spirit of God moves upon the face of the earth. The Spirit of God moves. It doesn't stay in one place. It's always very active. The Spirit of God is always very active. It moves. The Spirit of God moves. The Spirit of God moves. The Spirit of God moves. Notes that upon the face of the dish upon the face of the so if this spirit of God moved then you will understand that out of that many things were created all things were created rather so we need the spirit of God to survive to get to to get to point B from point A without the spirit of God I, I can say to you we cannot make it how do you get that spirit of God by having a relationship with God maybe at the end of this segment you'll be able to say god i need you to come into my life i need you to teach me i need you to talk to me i need you to speak to me i need you to, to guide me remember the bible says this the the uh, steps of the righteous man is is ordered by god so when you have the spirit of god you are able to have the power dynamos to do anything because like i said in the beginning god's spirit is 
powerful. The Spirit of God is power. It's power. The Spirit of God is power. As much as reflecting the Old Testament, it is also in the New Testament. God's Spirit acting on man's soul. Without this God's Spirit, we cannot be convicted of our sin. We cannot be, um, we cannot worship God. We cannot recognize the truth because it is this Spirit of God that, is, that makes us to understand what is right, what is not right. So in other words, that's where we get our, um, um, this Spirit of knowing what is right and what is wrong from. And that's when people say, I have this intuition, I know what is right. Well, what you don't understand is that that's God working inside of you. <laughs> that's God working inside of you. So ladies and gentlemen, let me let me clear, clarify this to you right now. Without this, the apostle wouldn't have done what they did without the Spirit of God in them. Peter stood up after Christ was crucified in their first um, um, evangelism in the, in the book of Acts, Peter stood up and began to speak, but the Bible told us that he was, he was, he was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> My God, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So, so it, there's nothing, there's none of that that could have been done without the presence of God. Maybe you need that Spirit of God because it is through that Spirit of God that you are led to do things that is right. It brings the fear of God to you. It makes you to become fear in your judgment. It makes you to become very sober, not arrogant. It makes you to become confident, not, not arrogant. It makes you to become um, patient in all that you do. Because you know why? Because that is the Spirit of God. When you don't have the Spirit of God, you do things on your own. <laughs> There is a focal point in the Bible history, given prominence in the summary of Jesus' work. If you go back to the Gospel of Acts chapter 10, I believe from verse 36 to 41, there we have his baptism. It was then that he was solemnly installed in his office as the anointed and chosen by descendant of the Holy Spirit. Remember that Gospel of Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 tells us that. So these and in that, in, in, in Christ's baptism, Holy Spirit was, was symbolized by a dove. Remember that. His work began and remained under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 33 tells us that. And all this was in fulfillment of the words of the prophets and the expectation of his contemporaries. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 tells us. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 1 tells us. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 tells us. So when you look deep into it, you will understand God's spirit as it is, is also as a sanctifying power. It will sanctify your way. It will sanctify things that you will do because God's spirit is, is God himself. It's God himself. And that God's spirit is what turned to a person. <laughs> Although the New Testament concept of the Spirit of God are largely continuation of those of the Old Testament. In New Testament, there, are, there is a gradual revelation of the Spirit of God is a person. But in the Synoptic Gospel, the majority of New Testament text reveals God's Spirit as something, not someone. So this is especially seen in the parallelism between the Spirit and the power of God. Which, I, When I come back, I'm going to share that with you. But listen to this. To every ordinary person, you need the Spirit of God. And I declare that that Spirit of God will locate you this morning. 
in Jesus' name. Amen.